are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition powered by Sierra TV here on Westwood One. That would be me. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. We would love it if you would join us by letting us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. And we just wrapped up production for today's CRTV show. Ali Stuckey, the conservative millennial, joined us this week for the Dace Group Roundtable. We went into the Cohen flip. We went into uh, Molly Tibbetts' murder. We went into the Republicans again, failing to defund Planned Parenthood last night and more. If you want to watch that show, well, the good news is it's actually a free preview day. So it's on my Facebook wall tonight. You can you'll be able to watch it tonight for free and give it a sample of what we do each and every day here at CRTV. And if you watch that free preview and you like it, Here's how you can subscribe. Go to CRTV.com and where it asks for a promo code, type in my name. You'll be given a huge discount if you do. How big of a discount? Well, how's a quarter a day sound? A watch, not just us, but the great one, Mark Levin, Steven Crowder, the entire team here at CRTV every day. CRTV.com, promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E. All right, gentlemen, are you ready for some feedback from the audience? Let's roll. All right, I have selected uh, a group of notes for us to respond to. We're going to start with this one from Shirley Eckert. Anatomically, the front hole on a woman is the urethra. So it's the middle hole that insane lib, quote, medical professionals are referencing, and they can't even get that right. Heaven help us. Love your show. Finally, some sanity in this situation. No Thank kidding. you. That, and I think Shirley gets uh, the the gist of which I'm, go- I'm going to say what I'm about to say, but that is, in 2018, hard-hitting political analysis right there. And real science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it's is simultaneously. it? Simultaneously. Uh, urethra, using the words woman, urethra, and front hole. That is... Checking all the boxes there. That's William F. Buckley versus Gory Vidal on firing line in 78. That's, that's, that's how far we've devolved uh, in, this, in, the last, in the last generation is having to remind people um, of, the, of, the, of the, I don't even... Uh, female anatomy, okay? That's, that's where we are now. Who that's call, where we live. Who are you calling female? <laughs> see see now please dear reader don't take offense even though um i stand in in uh your truth uh the truth i've already made it my goal uh to be kicked off twitter by an abusive use of the the term front hole so it's i'm still right going with it i just need to let you know i, I gotta be me remember when we did that whole thing on uh, what about ism and I what changed, about it? Yeah, Chief What about us? Yeah, and I tw- I changed my Twitter name to Chief What about us? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Remember that? 
Those were fun times. <laughs> I'm should I should I change my Twitter handle to Frontal and Don't have don't have a urethra. <laughs> <laughs> don't at don't have a urethra. <laughs> Oh, it makes as much sense as anything else. I feel like saying every day we're doing this, and the answer every day is... Giddy yes. up. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, in fact. Yeah. Well done, Shirley. Thank you. Along the same lines, Rick in Massachusetts says, I, have c- I come to you and your team for snark. I heard the term front hole the other day, and my body quivered in delight. Not about front holes in particular, but your upcoming analysis of said term. You guys were way too passive. You even complimented the site that is using the term. Step up, men. If we cannot laugh at these idiots, we lose our primary tool against them. This was not a topic for true analysis, which was on target as usual, but this was strictly a time to demean the idiots who stand behind it. That, again, is from Rick in Massachusetts. And I I do think... We all owe Rick and our audience an apology. I, I think you. Rick is right about that. I think that. Rick is being in a middle hole. It's <laughs> <laughs> being a back hole. <laughs> Maybe I'll change my Twitter handle to that. Back hole. Oh, that's F. That's out there already. No. We're doing this? So yeah. That's middle, yeah, we are. That's middle hole and back hole, Massachusetts. How about all hole? Let's <laughs> change my Twitter handle to so all you're hole. Still, you're still an a hole then. <laughs> <You're> still, <laughs> Gosh. I like this ship. Rapture! Is that, a, is that a trumpet off in the distance or is that a missile? You, you're, we, we, we've got all the holes. All the holes. <laughs> when the, there was a kid's book called Holes, but I think the sequel's going to be a little different. <laughs> It's a good book, by the way. My kids like that book. Yeah, quite my a bit. kids too. They love the movie version. We probably watch it like twenty times. Yeah, Should very, be. very young Shia LaBeouf yeah. before before he, he became a back hole. Yes. He was the great in that movie. <laughs> See, they just they just write themselves. Rick, thank you, Rick. We needed a muse. <laughs> We've gone from apologizing to you, Rick, to thanking you. You are the wind beneath our wings. You light up our life, Rick. Thank you. Brad in Athens, Alabama, I think has a very interesting point so one of the things i say on our show every now and then is that you know we talk a lot of philosophy on our show we just do it in a way that's not boring like most people who talk philosophy is or are i should say um there are philosophy as a science has laws like any other science has a law or numerous laws one of the laws of philosophy is for one side of an argument to be true or for one side of an assertion to be true, so much so must also be its antithesis. Okay? So along those lines, Brad Collins in Athens, Alabama writes, you have said that the folks who voted for Trump out of overriding concern for the federal judiciary have been vindicated. Do you believe the Cohen plea deal vindicates those of us who refuse to vote for Trump out of overriding concern over both his over both his moral turpitude, nice term by the way, and the damage we feared he would do to the conservative brand slash movement. Here's what I like about Brad's question. He's attempting to hold me accountable to the very laws of philosophy I often um, strangle uh, our ideological opponents with. And... This is a good point you are making, Brad. To me, whether you 
whether you voted or didn't vote for Trump comes down to what was your motivation for doing either. I, I just, I have no energy level at all. I, I, I don't abide, I don't tolerate any of the America was over if Trump didn't win arguments. I don't, I don't, I just don't believe in any of that cap. I don't care. I don't think he's God's anointed or anything like that. I'm perfectly fine with at the time, and I've said so all along, and we said so all along at that time with the argument that um, I, I can't let a communist who on a debate in front of 100 million people in October of 2016 said she was going to promote judges that would end my way of life. I can't let her win when there might be two or three Supreme Court vacancies. Never had any problem with that argument. Our show, most of the time, if you're new to our show, I don't, and Brad's not because he's emailed, emailed us before over the years. Uh, our, if you're new to us, here's what you need to know about our show. A lot of times when you think we're trying to win an argument, we're trying to start one. We are far more concerned about why you think what you do than what you think. We're much more concerned about motivations and premise. Why? Because our creator and our savior are more concerned about those things too. So if you voted for Trump because Hillary Clinton's a wretched person, like Trump is in many respects, but Hillary Clinton said, I, want, I will specifically use the power of government to impose my wretchedness upon thee. I, did we ever, ever, ever question any of that line of reasoning that you guys can remember the entire time we were having these At arguments? At most we said just... Be careful and know, yeah, be know sure what you're, what you're yeah, getting into. Yeah, but just, other just, than yeah, that, don't don't lie to yourself. Yeah. I mean, we don't want you to lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself about who Donald Trump is and don't lie to yourself about who Hillary Clinton was either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we're all gambling, so good luck with that. No, no doubt. Now, the way it works on the other end is if you voted, for, if you did not want to vote for Donald Trump because um, you're like most of what who turned out to be my fellow never Trumpers, I just think I'm better than the people who liked him. Uh, we're out of that too. We, we, that's, we're out. You can, you can, you know, like Johnny Paycheck once said, you can take that job and shove it as far. We have no tolerance for that. If you didn't want to vote for him because you didn't think he was morally qualified for the position or my argument at the time, for me, I didn't believe we would get the return on investment worthy of gambling on his obviously documented poor character. Then again, like Todd just said, you were gambling on this either way. So as to your specific question here, Brad, I, I would actually give you more credit for your position, maybe than you're even giving yourself, because you didn't need the Michael Cohen plea deal. Exactly. I mean, Trump, has exi- Trump is showing his back hole on a, on a day, hourly basis. I mean, June 13th, the president said, uh, North Korea is no longer a nuclear threat. Today, he says, well, we're not going to send Mike Pompeo back to North Korea because they're not denuclearizing the way I thought. I mean, when we got that kind of foreign policy out of Barack Obama, what did we do at the time? We annihilated him, and rightfully so. So, you know, Trump has done nothing. Nothing. I mean, and I mean like nothing. I mean, Trump is like Urban Meyer at that press conference this week. Yes. He simply cannot be bothered with repentance. He simply cannot be bothered with, yeah, maybe I should be a little more self-aware and a little bit, have a little spirit of humility and ask for forgiveness for something. That's not changing, barring a Holy Spirit intervention. So you didn't need the Cohen plea deal or anything else to feel justified where that's concerned. That calculus isn't going to change. 
Because Trump won't change unless something divine changes him. Um, here's what I think we should all do, though. And, and let me take a step back from that, actually, because the reason why I said to Brad and others like you that if you voted for Trump because of concern about judicial appointments, that's the calculus that changes. Is, is we're watching him make decisions now. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know what decisions he was making, he was going to make before the election. And anybody who claimed they did either was lying to you or to themselves. But now he's in office and he's actually making decisions. And that math changes because we started from zero and now it goes up or down based on the decisions that he makes. What hasn't changed is his character. And he seems beyond disinterested in changing it. I think the Ohio State analogy applies here pretty well. See, I don't think you should, I don't think you have to go to the extreme of, I'm never rooting for my team again because of what happened at that press conference or what came out in that report. I mean, if your conscience is convicted you to do that, then do it. But I don't think that's a requirement. You were an Ohio State fan before Urban Meyer showed up as your coach six years ago. You're going to be an Ohio State fan long after he was gone. Don't conform who you are as a person because of who your football coach is, one way or the other. All 125 of those young men that are going to go out wearing scarlet and gray a week from Saturday had nothing to do with Zach Smith beating his wife. Had nothing to do with Urban Meyer lying about it all this time. Had nothing to do with Gene Smith not reporting it. That's the same thing with Penn State, which is a far worse scandal, we all agree. Mm -hmm. But, but... Those young men had nothing to do with this. When you become a cult is when you say, I have no evidence that Courtney Smith was lying. I just don't believe her because I don't want to. I have no evidence that Stormy Daniels is lying. I just don't believe her. And then when you find out she's not lying and Trump admits it, well, you know, uh, she's, she's a whore. She's trash. No, you're the whore, actually. Maybe you're actually a better one than she is because she's honest. Don't, if you're a fan of a team, don't change your beliefs. This is why that one Ohio State fan that kept coming at me, that's why I, I went to him that's why I called him out as a, quote, pro-life Catholic, because he's claiming an identity that should transcend this moral pea soup. He should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. He should be able to say, boy, if I was in power here, I'd have made sure we got better answers than this, handled this better, and I would have made sure there had been more accountability and remorse than what Urban Meyer showed this last week. On the other hand, I've been coming to Ohio State games with my family. It's been a part of our family tradition long before Urban Meyer showed up. And, you know, Urban Meyer might die and have a chest grabber tomorrow. We are still going to be Ohio State fans. This is bigger than him. I'm not, I'm not changing who I am for him one way or the other. I'm not going to change my morality for him, and I'm not going to change my morality for him one way or the other. Same thing goes for Donald Trump. So I, I, I don't, I think if you didn't vote for Donald Trump out of character concerns, you're the ones that actually never have to ask yourselves, to justify it because he's done nothing to change your math 
If you took a gamble that the policy you would get from Trump was so much better than Hillary that you were willing to, to overlook the character concerns, you're the ones that have to do the math. And right now you're probably winning, truth be told. At the same time, he's still the same knuckle-dragger hedonist he was before he made any of these decisions. That's not going to change. You and I can't change that. And I think what we probably need to stop doing now is throwing this in each other's faces all of the time. With every new scandal. That's why I didn't vote for him. Every new jobs report. And that's why I voted for him. And this caddy go back and forth. Who's more self-righteous here? Why the need? Why the need after the fact? I understand why those who took the gamble and voted for Trump now need, need, need to see the results of whether their, their investment is paying off. I don't see the need why people on either side of this feel the need to continue to justify their decision to one another. And the only thing that comes of that is toxicity. Donald Trump ain't worth this. And neither is Urban Meyer. You know what? Because we were conservatives and we were patriots while Donald Trump was donating to Planned Parenthood and, and Al Sharpton. And we're going to be conservatives and patriots long after Donald Trump is gone. Same thing as Ohio State. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like you said, when I first heard this, I'm like, this is... Um you don't need to. You don't need justification for doing the what, what you did for the reasons that you did them. Uh, at this point, you don't need to be looking for that. Um, and the other, the other part of this is is it's it's almost irrelevant because um, for for specifically for the notion that Donald Trump is going to hurt the conservative brand. The, the conservative brand was already toast. So mm-hmm. why why even worry about that? But I yeah. If it, it is, I'm trying to think of a good good analogy for this. But if you're in a, a position like us or Brad, where it's just like um, we got offered scraps of the table and we said no. Oh, hey, look, there's um, there's there's uh, you know, there's a cheese it over there and a cheese it over there and maybe just even a you know a little strip of steak. You know, with the the Supreme Court uh, picks, we're getting we gave up nothing. And we're getting something in return. Mm-hmm. And that's good. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, Brad is far more um, validated uh, than those who are getting the judges. Uh, continuing to hope for the best uh, for Kavanaugh. Uh, Gorsuch, mostly a win, but I'm just going to channel my inner uh, Daniel Horowitz. This, the Supreme Court is uh, still way out of whack in terms of its uh, politicization. And as Daniel says many times, uh, even if we do get a, a conservative majority, uh, a reliable one on the uh, Supreme Court, we still have the problem uh, of the uh, appeals courts. Um, and that doesn't let it. Trump seems to have no stomach uh, for changing that. So systemically, uh, the the drift of judges and the courts still flows far in favor of progressivism. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Brad, uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner on your end so far. I want to clarify my position on this one more time because I know if I don't, several of you are going to hear this halfway and Mm -hmm. misunderstand me, okay? I'm going to do that anyways, but keep going. You're adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, now I'm going to be less of a back hole and more of a front hole. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> I every answer will include front hole and back hole. I um I am not saying because people who didn't vote for Trump took my position or a variation of my position. Therefore, I don't think they have as since I agree with the position they, or the outcome of the position they took, they have less of a standard to justify their position. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to make sure I say this again. The math on the decision not to vote for Trump over moral concerns has not changed because Trump hasn't changed. He's still the same guy, the same broken, extremely broken man he was before we all went and voted. He is who we thought he yes. was. Dennis Green. Now, that doesn't mean the math could never change. God could do a mighty work in his life, and it could Amen. change. And let's pray that he does. But as of now, the moral math, if that was your reason not to vote for Trump, the moral math has not changed. If anything, it's been solidified. What has changed is if you took the gamble of voting for Trump, he had not been in office yet and made any decisions. And that's, so therefore, that's the only math in the equation that has changed. Because we now have a record of how he governs. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Now, if, if Trump has a, has, a, has a Holy Spirit moment in the White House and decides he wants to change the way he's living... Absolutely, if you're one of those people that didn't, and, he, and there's evidence that those changes are taking place, absolutely, if you're one of those people that didn't vote for him out of moral concerns, and you're not willing to affirm if that sort of fruit were to present itself in his life, that's a shame on you. We don't root against redemptions as believers. We also don't magically project redemptions either. Particularly because we have a tend to we tend to absolve people based on are they wearing the right uniform, or what their intentions are. Yeah, if they and if those intentions line up with mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, think we're good. Think I clarified that again. Okay, no need to, in my opinion. But okay. nonetheless, so well done. But um, love, I love what you tried to do there, Brad, and coming back at us with our own philosophical premise that's well done todd saffel from right here in iowa writes i firmly believe in placing blame on the perpetrator so why is it acceptable for the right to blame the employer and or ice for molly tibbetts death but to blame the shooter and not the gun laws for every mass shooting this seems like a contradiction to me is the perpetrator to blame or the enablers well the answer is yes the difference in mass shootings because this is a great question, Todd. Great question. And I wanted to bring this up because I know our audience is probably going to be confronted along these lines by their friends who are for gun control or anti-gun. You have an affirmative right to defend yourself. The Constitution even recognizes that. You do not have an affirmative right to immigrate to America. We have immigration laws. We have a naturalization process. Notice I said you have a right to defend yourself, but you don't have a right to a gun. What's the difference? Well, unless I can make my own guns, where would I have to go to get a gun? I'd have to buy one from somebody, right? 
somebody who manufactured that. Therefore, that weapon becomes their intellectual property. Similar to you don't have a, you don't have a right to health care unless you can treat yourself. Because otherwise, I got to go to a doctor. And he had to get that training. And that's now his intellectual property. But you have an affirmative right to defend yourself. You have an affirmative right to keep and bear arms. You don't have an affirmative right to purchase them. Because you have to get them from someone else. If you walk into a gun store and say, I have a right to keep and bear arms, grab a gun off out of the case and walk out, they're going to call the police and charge you with what? Stealing. Because who's that gun belong to until you buy it? Them. Now, even before you buy a gun, do you have a right to keep and bear arms? Yeah. Do you have a right to defend yourself? Yeah. Here's how this plays into this conversation. I can't just come to another country and say, this is my home now. Because that's their property. You're taking someone else's property. So the person who walks into the gun store and says, I'm just going to grab a gun and walk out, is guilty of what? If they didn't pay for the gun, what are they guilty of, Todd? Theft. Theft. The person who comes to your country and says, I'm just going to claim this job. I'm going to claim this property. That without, without, without consent or compensation, that person is therefore also guilty of what? Trespassing, theft. Yes, yeah. you've stolen someone else's property. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, this is our country, not yours. It's ours. You may come with our permission, you may not without it. So right away, the situations are not morally equivalent. You have an affirmative right to defend yourself. You don't have an affirmative right to live wherever you want. So right away, the moral equivalency blows up. Now, absolutely, if a gun dealer didn't do the necessary background checks or is found to have, is not licensed or is found to have illegally altered a gun and a weapon and sold it and that gun was used in a crime, is that gun dealer going to be going to be held negligible as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. will. Why do you think they have to buy what's called liability insurance? Well, you would need liability insurance in case someone might do something that might cause you to be what? Liable. <laughs> That's what it means. Exposed. Well, that's exactly what these employers have done by hiring illegal aliens. If that job wasn't available to that illegal alien on that on the Lang farm, is he far more or far less likely to have been in the community of Brooklyn, Iowa that day, Todd? Far less. Far less. Which means you've provided the enticement for him to be there illegally. For four years, by the way. For four years. If our immigration laws had been enforced, would Molly Tibbetts, as far as we know, we should keep that in mind. We have had so many cases. This is, I've not changed my opinion on the death penalty. I have altered my opinion about whether our own government is capable of prosecuting or not. Okay? Agreed. The death penalty is absolutely a righteous crusade. It's biblical. Old and new. I'm not so sure I trust our government in its current form to prosecute it in a way 
How many more people have to be let off death row because of DNA evidence and everything else? I'm not sure I trust a government that looks at peddled baby parts and says, you know, let's give that organization another $400 million. I'm not sure I'm really all that comfortable putting the power of life and death in their hands. Amen on that? Yes. Mm. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean the death penalty is morally wrong. It means those that have that power may not be moral enough to wield it. So it's absolutely possible. Would you be shocked if you woke up tomorrow and you found out they didn't even arrest the right guy? We've seen this before. Remember the Hispanic t- uh, Tea Partier that originally did the Colorado theater shooting? Remember that? Oh. And that was all over ABC News. Remember that? Who was the one school shooter and we all shared his Facebook identity because Fox had it and then it wasn't even the right guy? Do you remember that? Was it the Sandy Hook guy, I think? So would it shock any of us if we've been following the way our media operates? If we woke up tomorrow and found out it was an illegal alien, some creepy white guy in her own family that did this to her? Because we've seen it happen before. But as far as we know right now, if the person that is being accused of this is who murdered her, would, would, would Molly Tibbetts be alive if our immigration laws in Iowa were enforced? Would she be alive right now? Yes. Yeah. Which means those who didn't enforce those laws are liable for that. So two things, again, to recap on this. One, the situations between guns and immigration are not, are not morally congruent, equivalent, because you don't have an affirmative right to live and immigrate to a country whenever you want to. You do have an affirmative right to self-defense. So right away, they're not the same. However, even setting that argument aside... When those, I mean, we are sitting here, didn't we sit here and ask ourselves, how did that gun dealer in Las Vegas, how did Stephen Paddock pass his gun, his background checks three times? We had that conversation, mm-hmm. didn't we? Didn't we ask ourselves, how is it possible that the school had, had, had the killer at Parkland on the don't let this guy on the school grounds list? Um, the FBI was tipped off about him. He asked for help himself yes. like a year yes. beforehand. Yes. Didn't we, aren't we all rightfully indignant at the at the at the at the cop, a former Marine who was on site with a gun and he let those kids die and ran? Why are we upset at all of these infrastructures? Because they're enablers. They were they they permit they enabled this to happen. No one is more responsible than the one who pulled the trigger. But if it's not possible for him to have committed this crime or pulled it off to the extent that he did without enablers, you bet your sweet bippy that they are liable for that. You guys want to add anything to that? You want me to move on? Uh, I just want to echo just what you said because making this sort of comparison, we already answered this yesterday. You don't want to be- But we answered it on CRTV and not here on the podcast. We don't want to be needlessly uh, tribal, but because of the circumstance you uh, mentioned always highlights how many enablers there are out there for bad people to take advantage. The comparison only gives strength Mm-hmm. to the need for the Second Amendment and why it is embedded in our uh, in our Constitution. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't even go there, but I mean, we could have done it. I mean, because uh, I've gotten the emails. Is it more or less likely Molly Tibbetts would be alive today if she had taken advantage of the Second Amendment? Right? right? That's kind of what you're alluding to. We So do we always get to be our last line of defense? You're right. damn right we do. Yeah. 
Mark Schmidt, a Catholic here in, in, in Iowa again, says, question popped into my head a couple of days ago. I'm only reading this email, by the way, because I actually had this thought. Like, I didn't think it was purposeful. I thought, this is cosmic. Okay? I read this because he's cool like me. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> if you're going to put it that way, pretty much. Uh, my, Mark Schmidt writes, I, a question popped into my head a couple days ago. Do you suppose it was just a coincidence that the Pope said the death penalty is inadmissible just a few days before the Attorney General report came out in Pennsylvania? I have my doubts. I know he's the Pope, but that doesn't really seem to hold water. Total depravity and all that. Maybe, and, and who knows, maybe next we'll find out fish will be every other Friday or civil unions are next. Keep up the good work. You guys' show has uh, has made my faith deeper and certainly helped me to examine things much more critically. Like, I didn't think, like, I, I, I think that would be giving them way too much credit. You know, my general theory of conspiracies is it gives human nature too much credit. Like, I didn't think there was a a, a, a conspiratorial connection. I, like, I do think, I do think it's no coincidence Robert Mueller dropped Michael Cohen's plea plea deal right when the Paul Manafort jury seemed to be teetering. And I don't think it's a coincidence that today the president's CFO took an immunity deal to plea the day after Trump publicly said, I paid this out of my own pocket, right? I think those connecting dots are pretty obvious. I don't think, but I did cosmically think I did cosmically think, wow, what a time that is. What timing that is for the Pope to make that statement. And then literally hours, days, just a couple days later, 48 hours later, holy buckets. What what makes what was discovered in Boston and then went viral from there almost look like AAA baseball comes out. So that's the only reason I shared this email. I don't think like they plotted this out. Let's get rid of the death penalty now because most, I don't think we have the death penalty uh, for child rape or anything like that, like anywhere anyway. But um, I did notice the cosmic coincidence of how that played out, Todd. We we could, can only hope that the Pope was paying that much attention to what American bishops are doing other than on the area of global warming. So there's no way it was some grand conspiracy what this was. What The serendipity is a happy, happy uh, coincidence. Yeah. This is the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. All right, finally, this is from Stephen. He's giving us an exit question, Aaron. Oh, boy. Like I do to you guys on the mm-hmm. Days Group. If Congress was a... This is not me, Steve. Another Stephen, by the way. If Congress was a Stone Temple Pilots song, what kind of legislation will be passed in 2019? A, Interstate Love Song. B, Dead and Bloated. C, Big Empty. D, Vaseline. That's freaking great. Can we listen to these real quick? These are great STP songs. It's like their greatest hits right here. I don't... Throw in Plush, and that's like their five best songs, probably. Interstate Love Song. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's listen to that real quick, because I'm not familiar just off the name of any of these. Don't want to listen to this commercial, though. Um, cause I was not, I'm more, I mean, of, of that grunge stuff, Nirvana was, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my native habitat. This does not sound like an no, interstate it love not. song. It's a music video. Let me. Okay. Maybe the, there, there it is. is. That's interstate love song yeah. there. Yep. Oh, yeah. You've heard this before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This does not make me feel like what I know 2019 will be. This is not it. 
Yeah, this is this is too good of a song. Yes. Is that what yeah. you're saying? It makes me feel too good. Not deserve that. What All were right. the other two? Dead and bloated. You got to get dead, dead and bloated. And Talk bloated. to me. Yep. You think that might be? I am. Right. That's how that. I think that song opens up like that. There it is. That was like the right pitch too. Did you like that? <laughs> on my birthday deathbed. Keep it going for a second. Wow, that's loud. Not I think we need to move. Sorry for the audience and the overmodulation yeah. there. I heard that. Not heard this. But dead and bloated is. You'd like de- all right, yeah. Now, now I've, Wicked Garden could have been a nominee in this, if you know what I'm saying here. <laughs> but go to Big Empty. Big empty. Yeah. Okay. If I remember right, that I'm half the man I used oh, yeah, to be. That. It's that song, right? There you go. Is that the one? It is. Yes, it's that one. Just what we are. Smoke a I have this image of Ben Sass and Chuck Schumer and those other guys outside. Okay, this is not. Yeah. The, I was thinking. I was thinking of Creep. Creep is the one that I'm half the man I used to be. Right? That's Creep. Well, isn't that Radiohead though? No, that's another radio. They both have a song called Creep. Oh. All right. Then Vaseline, which might be my favorite STP song. That or Plush. Vaseline. My, Vaseline okay. might be my favorite one. All right. That's that's on the same album as uh, Interstate Love Song, if I remember right. The ads only play when we're you know actually recording. Just so you know. Because I think this is way too good of a song. Yeah. Too. I can't believe I'm, I, I don't think Stone Temple Pilots is sufficiently angst ridden to describe what we're about to face. <laughs> we need some Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, if I like the song, it's. Yeah. It, it, it can't. See, they often got accused of copying Pearl Jam. And I liked Pearl Jam back in the day. I think they actually were better than Pearl Jam. I know that, that's I know just that's a ha- dumb I know, argument. They I know that's come. hashtag confess your unpopular opinion. I know, but they all just come from the same moment. It's not copying. Same that's, city and everything. See, I think it's got to be dead and bloated. I think the choices yeah. were given. Yeah, twenty nineteen is gonna be like Black Hole Sun. No, no. wrong grunge, wrong no. grunge band, Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun. No, it, it, we, we're just in the wrong genre. It's gonna be like playing on repeat, Red Red Wine, over oh, and no. over and over again. You, know, that's more accurate. I hate that song. We're sitting here and that's a good song. That's a good song. If that's our response to this, you you you've got the wrong album. You got this the is one of my band. all-time favorite songs. Even though it's an adequate description of what next year will be like, yes. you're right. It's too good of a song. Yes. The music video is freaking creepy. Yes, it is. Oh, that is sweet, though. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's peak psych- grunge right psychedelic, there. Psychedelic, man. Yes. That is peak. This song is peak grunge. It's like the I can't get no... It's like the satisfaction of grunge. Right? I mean, it just perfectly encapsulates the genre. All right, final thoughts, Todd. And more of that, by the way. I love it when you guys... We had two of our listeners this week take our own devices 
and put them back on us. And put them back on us. Love that stuff. Do more of it. I like it. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, my final thoughts are just as uh, Bob Barker signed off by saying, remember to spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> I'm going to say have a fantastic weekend and don't be a front hole. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Aaron? You, um, yeah. I, guys, seriously. I mean, I know uh, people have done their best to ruin the sport this week for, for some of us. But uh, enjoy some football this weekend. Some actual football. Meaningful football. Even if it is Come New on. Mexico State and yeah, Wyoming. See, you're, you had an asterisk in the end. It's, it's, even if it is, yeah, that's, you can't, it's not meaningful. See, this is coming from someone who's picking his own Badgers to end up in the Final Four you, football. You only so wish you could do that. You I trust wish. your analysis as far as I can throw you. Which I'm not very strong. Admit it. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> Oh, I'll see you Monday, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.